0: By now, you've probably heard about the scandalous demand by some bishops of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops to delay the beatification of Archbishop Fulton Sheen. If not, I'll briefly cover that in a moment, before looking at the strange and even worse media spin being put on this by some deeply disturbed individuals. But first, today is December 6th, and as such, it is the day that many exorcists have called for a day of abstinence, penance, and prayer for the sins committed by the hierarchy at the Amazon Synod. Specifically, the exorcists are calling for penance for the pagan idolatry witnessed in the Vatican Gardens, and the placing of pagan idols in St. Maria and Transpontina Church. I covered this story initially when it came out on December 11th. Remember, though, as St. Paul tells us, all the gods of the Gentiles are devils, and what we witnessed was devil worship, and that requires penance. The exorcists ask that we engage in acts of penance for the intention of, for the purpose of driving out any diabolic influence within the church that has been gained as a result of these recent events, along with any other events. The acts of penance that they recommend are as follows. 1. Say the rosary. 2. Take on some form of penance, such as fasting, abstinence, and other forms of mortification. 3. To offer the prayers to the sacred heart. Other recommended acts which we they are encouraging others to do for this intention is to make a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament and attend Mass that day, offering the merits of the Mass for this intention. I hope you consider joining us in this act of penance. If you're seeing this after December 6th, they're too late in the day, it's not too late to do these acts either. Anyway, on to the story of the day. I had originally planned to do a We Were Warned video for today, I guess I'll have to wait for next week. But then the news emerged late on Tuesday that a few unnamed bishops from the otherwise useless U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops had requested that the beatification of Archbishop Fulton Sheen be put on hold to look so that they can look further into some allegations against him. Now I'm going to talk about the many things many traditional Catholics have against Bishop Sheen. Full disclosure, I'm a fan of Sheen's, but I don't want anyone canonized who hasn't been deceased for at least a century, and especially not by this crowd of maniacs running the show right now. That having been said, I'm going to first tell you what the reasoning was, what the official response from the Diocese of Peoria was, so that you can be on top of things, then give you how this has been taken up as a cause of sorts by the very worst members of the lay press for their own pushing of the James Martin agenda. That's the story I'm interested in, and I hope once you see it, it'll motivate you to stop reading certain Catholic news websites and maybe hold others accountable because of the calumny they've engaged in against Bishop Sheen. First, here's the reasoning for Francis giving the okay to delay the beatification, which was to happen later this month. There has been an accusation against Sheen that emerged in 2007. It's a disgusting allegation, but in short it goes like this, and I'm sanitizing it for this platform's delicate ears. Basically, at some point, Sheen is accused of having walked in on a priest assaulting a minor, a young girl. Sheen is alleged to have called her a nasty name for a sexually promiscuous woman, and then told the priest to pull his pants up and then dismissed the whole thing. The allegation has never been substantiated in the slightest. It was taken to court and the federal judge threw out the case with prejudice, which basically means that the judge was mad that the plaintiff was wasting the court's time with no evidence. Allegation, like others, were investigated by those looking into his cause for canonization and found to not be credible. To give you an idea from another hero of mine whose canonization process was torpedoed recently, G.K. Chesterton's cause was also torpedoed on the grounds that he was an anti-Semite which is a take only people who've never read him or know anything about him would actually take. My point with that is simple. If you're up for canonization, the investigators look at every detail of your life, including all allegations against the character of the person. But a few unnamed U.S. bishops ask that this be delayed. We don't know who they are, but it's almost assumed at this point that Cardinal Dolan was one of them, since he fought tooth and nail to keep Sheen from being moved to Peoria, and That he was the principal person behind the continued delays of his p- process to begin with and because of the long but quiet feud Sheen had with Dolan's predecessor, the notorious predator, Cardinal Spellman. But Cardinal Spellman's predatory behavior is a story for another time. The Diocese of Peoria released an official statement. Here it is in full. For immediate release, Catholic Diocese of Peoria announces a postponement in the beatification of Venerable Servant of God Fulton J. Sheen. Peoria, Illinois. With deep regret, Bishop Daniel Jenke, CSC, Bishop of Peoria, announces that he has been informed by the Holy See that the beatification of Fulton Sheen will be postponed. On November 18, 2019, the Diocese of Peoria received formal notification that Pope Francis had approved the beatification of Fulton Sheen to take place on December twenty first of this year. However, on December second, the Holy See decided to postpone the date of beatification, at the request of a few members of the Bishop's Conference who have asked for further consideration. In our current climate, it's important for the faithful to know that there has never been, nor is there now, any allegation against Sheen involving the abuse of a minor. The Diocese of Peoria observes that the life of Fulton Sheen has been thoroughly and meticulously investigated. At every stage, it has been demonstrated definitively that he was an exemplary model of Christian conduct and a model of leadership in the Church, At no time has his life of virtue ever been called into question. Archbishop Sheen was known for his personal dedication to a daily holy hour in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. Drawing strength from his personal prayer life and deep devotion to our Lord, Fulton Sheen consistently demonstrated tremendous courage in confronting the challenges in our society. He was well known for his boldness in preaching the gospel on radio and on television in the face of our secular culture. This same spirit of courage and boldness guided him as a bishop to preach the truth, to defend the faith, and to safeguard the church. Since a few members of the bishop's conference have requested a delay, the Diocese of Peoria remains confident that Archbishop Sheen's virtuous conduct will only be further demonstrated. Bishop Janke has every confidence that an additional examination will only further prove Fulton Sheen's worthiness of beatification and canonization. The Diocese of Peoria has no doubt that Fulton Sheen, who brought so many souls to Jesus Christ in his lifetime, will be recognized as a model of holiness and virtue. This development is unfortunate, especially because there continue to be many miracles reported through Sheen's intercession. Several have been reported since the announcement of the beatification to date two weeks ago. It is undoubtedly further proof For those who truly believe in this cause, that these miracles will be credited to the intercession of the Venerable Fulton Sheen in the future. Bishop Janke is deeply saddened by this decision. And particularly, Bishop Janke is even more concerned for many faithful who are devoted to Sheen and who will be affected by this news. He is firmly convinced of the great holiness of the Venerable Servant of God and remains confident that Sheen will be beatified. Bishop Janke has every intention of continuing the cause, but no further date for beatification has been discussed. The Diocese of Peoria will offer no further comment at this time. So that having been said, let's look at the media response, because frankly, this is reprehensible. The Catholic News Agency had the story about the allegation that I mentioned earlier, but they did the disservice of burying the lead. That is, in this case, pushing the fact that the gross allegation against Sheen had been found by federal courts to be unfounded near the bottom of their lengthy report on this case, and it has since been reported by the National Catholic Register that the allegation against Sheen are not related to that case anyway and have yet to be made public at the time of this recording. It's all very mysterious, and you would wonder if there's an allegation of malfeasance or misconduct against Sheen that's holding up his canonization, they'd make that public. But again, we live in strange times. But that's only me- basic media malfeasance. Let's get into the really nasty stuff done by the members of the James Martin Brigade though James Martin himself has actually been pretty good on this. We'll uh, get to him in a moment. But first, remember that the sins that James Martin is trying to normalize are those that cry out to heaven for vengeance. Keep that in mind. Numerous people in the Catholic media have engaged in a quiet campaign against, of detraction against Sheen, and we'll focus on one figure in particular, Elizabeth Scalia, the editor-at-large for Word on Fire Ministries. Yes, that Word on Fire, the one headed by the modernist bishop Robert Barron, who often himself gets called the next Fulton Sheen, which is in itself an insult to Sheen. But anyway, here's what this woman had to say. Brace yourselves. Quote, Perhaps Fulton Sheen postponement is errors on the side of caution. Not a bad thing. I know some think him him a bit flouncy. But if if found he was SSA, chaste and no exploiter, He'd be strong patron of SSA people, a clear affirmation that SSA doesn't preclude holiness and a rebuke to stereotypes. Church needs a living example beyond the catechism. SSA people need to see the church embracing an SSA saint, again if confirmed. Would also help defeat the instant conflation of priests as abusers or SSA as exploiters, all things in God's time. Be peaceful, let it play out. End quote. The weird grammar was hers, not mine, and she was limiting her use of characters on Twitter, which is weird because Twitter lets you have a lot of space to to say things now, but anyway. This employee of Bishop Robert Barron was publicly suggesting that Fulton Sheen may may have carried the cross of same-sex attraction. Think about that allegation for a moment. These maniacs are trying to either co-opt the Sheen legacy for James Martin's campaign to normalize the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, and, if failing that, to tarnish a figure that is associated with traditional Catholicism, even if that association is a bit erroneous, with the brand of same-sex attraction. Which is one of the issues that those of us standing against modernism take issue with in the new church that the maniacs are trying to build. To call this calumny is obviously an understatement, and Scalia should be ashamed of herself. Maybe people should send messages to Robert Barron asking why his employee is publicly calumniating a hero of the church. Just a thought. To his credit, I thought Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church would have said something similarly disgusting, but to my pleasant surprise, he just called it highly unusual and said basically the same thing about the painstaking process that is done by investigators when looking to the cause for canonization of any candidate for elevation. So credit where to do. For once, James Martin avoided stirring the pot on this and avoided taking advantage of the opportunity to claim something and someone for his cause. Now, think about that for a second. Elizabeth Scalia, employee of Bishop Robert Barron, is taking a point so extreme that even James Martin won't take it, and making allegations so gross that it didn't occur to James Martin to make them himself. Again, people, please respectfully contact Bishop Barron and ask him why he's permitting his editor at large to publicly smear the late archbishop in this way. And Scalia's comments have, of course, been picked up by numerous people with SSA, who she peddles her own work to, work that, should it should be noted, isn't associated with Word on Fire other than it being you know, authored by her. She has made a name for herself in promoting the cause of the modern citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah, and her audience has picked this up and run with it. You can find numerous tweets and Facebook posts and other things calumnating Sheen on this point. It's also tiresome, really, but it's a grave sin to engage in this kind of detraction, and Scalia should be ashamed of herself. But moving on. I have a theory as to why his cause has been delayed, and... In addition to his long feud, it's well known that Sheen—that while Sheen enthusiastically supported the revolution of the Second Vatican Council, towards the end of his life, he warned the lady about what he was seeing and hearing from his brother bishops, and told them to cling to the faith. Plus, he had the tendency of writing things like the following famous warning about the Antichrist, which may hit too close to home for those of us paying attention to the crisis in the Church. Quote from his 1947 radio sermon, Like the devil, whose trademark signature is to twist the truth to sell sin, so the Antichrist, according to Sheen, will twist the minds to make them believe that he is the great humanitarian who will talk peace, prosperity, and plenty. He will write books on the new idea of God to suit the way people live. He will invoke religion to destroy religion. He will even speak of Christ and say that he was the greatest man who ever lived. In the midst of all all his seeming love for humanity and his glib talk of freedom and equality, He will have one great secret which he will tell no one. He will not believe in God. And because his religion will be brotherhood without the fatherhood of God, he will deceive even the elect. He will set up a counter-church, which will be the ape of the church, because he, the devil, is the ape of God. It will be the mystical body of the Antichrist that will in all externals resemble the church as the mystical body of Christ. In desperate need for God, he will induce modern man, in his loneliness and frustration, Hunger more and more for membership in his community that will give man enlargement of purpose without any need of personal amendment and without the admission of personal guilt these are the days in which the devil has been given a particularly long rope End quote. and that might also explain why some are so quick to try to turn him into a champion for the sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance to conflate his theatrical nature as scalia did When performing on television or before a live audience, with the San Francisco lifestyle is frankly a demonic calumny, and those pushing this claim should go to confession for their public act of detraction. And if they're motivated by their loyalty to Spellman, an accused predator, they should really take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask themselves if this is the hill they want to die on, because in the end, we all must answer for our actions and deeds in this life. What do you think of all this? For me, this is infuriating because Sheen played a critical role in my conversion process. His shows and writings were a staple of my conversion and helped me understand true Christian charity and true Christian love in a time when those things have been turned into political weapons by very bad people in the church. But let me know what you think in the comments below. Let's get a conversation started, and please engage in acts of penance today for the enthronement of the demon we saw in the Amazon Synod. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.